Welcome to The Female Influencer. I'm Lacey Shane. I want to talk about the importance of getting the attention of an influencer or of several influencers. A few weeks ago, I did a free workshop on getting the attention of an influencer, how to get the attention of an influencer. And the reason I put that webinar on is because if we are in a position where we're not advancing, where we've been up for a promotion and haven't received it, or where despite your best efforts to move up in a company or an organization, it just isn't happening, what you need is influence to get beyond that. And that's something that a lot of women don't really give a lot of thought, which is why I'm talking so much about it. You need influence because competence, unfortunately, is only a fraction of what it takes to succeed in the workforce. As unfortunate as it is, you're likely to see someone get hired or promoted and they weren't qualified. Maybe you were more qualified, but why did they get promoted or hired? It was because they had some type of influence. So you need influence for that same reason. Another reason is that, you know what, nobody gets to where they want to go alone. Nobody gets to the top alone. It always involves support from somewhere. And influence gets you that support. The other reason that you need influence is to get past roadblocks. Those are people that get in your way, that throw marbles in your path. Maybe they are people who want to see you fail or they're competitive. They don't maybe have as much integrity as you. And maybe they're jealous. Maybe they're afraid that if you get promoted, they won't. I know a lot of women have that scarcity mindset that somehow if another woman gets promoted, that means I can't. Like there's limited spots at the top. That's a scarcity mindset rather than an abundance mindset that says, if one ship rises, we all rise. Let's help each other out. By the way, that's what men have been doing for years. That's what the good old boys club is. It's a club of men that help each other out and help each other succeed. Side note, that's what we need to have as women. We need to have, I call it the female friends community. We need to be female friends to each other and recognize that all ships rise. This takes a different mindset to develop your influence so that there are influencers who will help you succeed. You have to shift. It's something that when I talk about this to women, when I'm coaching women, there's sort of this tendency to want to start talking to influencers about advancement right away. And it's not about that. It takes a shift. If you have a bunch of relationships with good influencers in your field that are beyond where you are, that are a step or two above you, or maybe way above you, that is going to bring a lot of influence to your career advancement. It's, a, it's an asset in your toolbox. It's a path to help you advance. But it really takes a shift in mindset. And what I mean by that is you can't go into these influencer relationships thinking, I need something from these people. It is true that you will need something from them, 
but you have to start out by thinking about building a relationship with them. And it's somewhat personal, even though it will be platonic and um, professional. It's somewhat personal because building those relationships takes being a human being that wants to develop a meaningful relationship with another person. You have to start out your relationship building efforts on more of a personal note. You have to want to be personable and develop these relationships with these influencers. So it requires this shift. You don't start out saying, I'm going to develop this relationship so I can get what I want. You start out by saying, who should I target strategically to build a relationship with? And then how do I become a human being in their life? How do I become someone that they want in their life? And that's a more personal approach. What I want to do is give you some examples today of how easy it can be to get the attention initially of those influencers. How do you start this ball rolling? How do you become this human being that is interested in others who happen to be influencers that you've strategically targeted? How do you do that from this more humanitarian perspective? putting your career goals aside for a while so you can build a valuable relationship. Well, it can actually be really easy. It can actually be so simple, you won't even believe it. I was on a coaching call the other day with one of my clients. And we were strategizing on how she was going to reach out to this influencer. This is someone that she knows, but someone very high up in the company. And this person is busy. She said, this person's too busy for me. And I said, no, they're not. They're not too busy for you because they have people in their life. They're not a hermit. They're not living in a cave. They are interacting with some people. The key for you is to become one of those people that they have time for. And you do that by becoming personally valuable to them, which can be so simple. So a lot of times women will say to me, how do I become valuable to someone who's so high up, who's so successful, who's so far beyond me? That, you know, what could I possibly give at, at my level? And again, I go back to that's where you have to think of yourself as a human being dealing with a human being. There is a, a neuroscientist named Matthew Lieberman. He wrote a book called Social. And in that book, he goes over a thousand plus studies that basically reveal that human connection is as important to us as food, water, and shelter. And this has been never more apparent than as we've watched over the last couple of years with the COVID-19 lockdowns, how depression has increased, suicides have increased because of people lacking connection. So connection is huge. And the examples I'm going to give to you where in one case it was me, in one case it was a client, were able to get the attention of these high-level influencers through the most human interaction. And it's actually very simple to get the attention of an influencer because they're human beings that have this need for connection just like we do. 
So if we can put our needs aside and become that human being that wants to, that has a sincere interest in other people and wants to develop that human connection, you can become an influencer. You can get an influencer's attention and you can start building that relationship that you can later leverage to help you get where you want to go. Okay, so I'm going to give you a couple of examples now of how to get an influencer's attention so you can start building that relationship that will help you get where you want to go. My first example is of a client that I started working with a couple years ago. And she has a swim school and she needed some indoor facilities and she was targeting uh, fitness clubs, you know, like gyms. And she was able to dig up the right person to contact at this one health club chain, massive health club chain in the United States and Canada. And she had been reaching out to him via phone call, phone message, and email for a year when I started working with her. And so what we did is we took his name and we just started doing our research. You must always do your research. You have to know what you can connect with in order to spark that interest in someone. You have to really gain an interest in other people and go, I want to see what makes this person tick. And in the example of my client, when she said this person's too busy for me and we were working on a strategy, she had all this personal information about this person and said, well, that's not really useful. No, I said, no, it's useful. That's exactly what we need. That's exactly what you can leverage. Let's look at it. So that's what we did with this guy. We we Googled his name. We read everything that came up. We mined his social media. And his social media was pretty sparse. He had a Facebook page that he hadn't posted on in five years. I was actually surprised it was still a published page. He probably just forgot it. But when he first started it, it looked like he did one post. One post on his Facebook page. That's all he had. And it was a picture of him and his grandchildren. And he had put, you know, some sort of caption about spending time with his grandchildren. And this is personal information that's very valuable. So we took that because it was pretty much all we had. And I said, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to write another email. And this client of mine, she has a tagline for her swim school. The tagline is, so parents can feel safe about their kids being in and around the water. Something like that. So when we wrote the email, we wrote the appeal to him to say we'd like to meet with you. And very early on in the email, we said, we help parents and grandparents feel safe about their children and grandchildren being in and around the water. So all we did was add grandparent and grandchildren to her tagline to just share with him. We didn't add it to the tagline, but that's how we shared with him what she does. That's the first sentence in her email to him about what she does. Now, that was all we had to go on is that he was a grandparent and he cared about his grandchildren. But it hit home because we got an immediate response. We hit on something in her email that he cared about, and that is grandchildren. We hit on that responsibility of a grandparent to care about this stuff. And we knew that there weren't any swim schools in the particular facility she wanted to be in. And he's responsible for this. So it it hit a nerve. It hit a nerve that of that idea of responsibility for his own role in in drowning prevention, but also making it personal with a grandparent and a grandchild and adopting that that mindset, that life-saving mindset as, as a grandparent. So it obviously touched a nerve. We got an immediate response. Now, 
We planned for that immediate response in that we wanted to have a jumping off point if we did get that response. And we did have another email planned out before we even got a response that would request a meeting. And you always want to do that. You always want to have your next interaction sort of planned in a way that dovetails with what they care about because you want to get that meeting. You want to keep the interaction going. So it worked. We got an immediate response and it worked. In my own example, in my last nonprofit CEO job, I wanted to get the attention of this sports franchise executive. I was lucky enough to have his email and I had been reaching out to him also for about a year and not getting any response. And you know, this is a person that didn't need a person like me in their circle. They are very influential, uh, very successful, didn't, didn't need me or my organization, at least not that he knew of. So after a year of not getting responses from him, one day the newspaper hit my desk and there was a front page article that said this team had gotten a new player and how excited everybody was that this new player was going to have this huge impact on the success of the team. So I thought, ah, oh, this, this is an opportunity because I know he's excited about this and I want to, I want to celebrate with him and that celebrating with him. That's one of the six categories I talk about in terms of this humanitarian giving to others, to influencers. I talk about my book, Advancing Through Influence. I encourage you to go get a copy. It's available on Amazon. It's a bestseller. It's called Advancing Through Influence, Using Your Five and Eight Female Strengths to Break Through Power Barriers and Advance Your Career. So celebrating with someone in their time of celebration, that's that's one of the one of the areas that resonates with people. So that's what I wanted to do. I don't know much about this particular sport, but I had someone in my office that did. So I made it a point to go talk to them and say, hey, I don't understand why this is such a big deal. Can you explain it to me? And he did. And it made a lot of sense. I didn't do that so that I could feign in my email that I knew anything about the sport. I didn't want to be insincere. The only reason I did that is I wanted to actually feel that excitement. I wanted to understand why everybody was so, so exuberant about it so that exuberance could come through in my email. So I wrote an email, a very simple email to this man and said, congratulations, I just saw in the newspaper you acquired so-and-so. I know you have high hopes for him. So do I. Good luck. And I got an immediate response because I touched a nerve, a point of connection that was meaningful for him. And I had my jumping off point ready. I had done my homework and I knew that he had an event coming up. An event coming up for the cure that I was going to donate an auction item for, a bottle of wine and stuff. I won't get into that second and third touch point, but my point is I had that in my mind so that if I got a response, which I did, I would know how to respond. And he responded and said, thank you very much. You know, I don't remember all the exact details of his email. It was short. Thank you very much. We are super excited. I appreciate the email. And I wrote back then a couple of days later and said, hey, I'm going to be going to this fundraiser that you've planned and did my jumping off point from there. And I actually ended up seeing him there, started another conversation. You can read all about this in the book, 
if you buy it, but basically this one interaction of an email about obtaining this player got me the attention of someone that was levels, multiple levels above me. And we developed a reciprocal give-give, I call it give-give relationship, where he was able to help me several times in my advancement of my organization, and I was actually able to support and help him in other ways, in more human interaction ways. And at some point, I developed enough influence that I was actually able to offer him even more, even more outside just being humanitarian with him, I was also became a support system for him too. So this was this initial interaction, this initial response, this initial touching, this connection that you can get with people that starts the ball rolling. And that's all you have to do to get the attention of an influencer is do that research, figure out what makes them tick, figure out what they care about and figure out a way to interact with them where you become a human being that cares And somehow celebrate with them, give them a resource, reach out and just be warm and caring or recognizing of their accomplishment or recognizing of a challenge. There's all kinds of ways to get the attention of an influencer. I just wanted to share how simple it can be by just getting that connection, that human connection going that every human being needs If you pick up the book, Advancing Through Influence, you'll get a lot of information on how to take it from there. But I just wanted you to know how easy it is to get the attention of an influencer. There's a lot of influencers on social media now. I got the attention of so many high-level influencers just by commenting on and sharing their social media posts. So that's another tool for you. So start to practice this. Start to build these influencer relationships, not when you need them. If you need them now, it's too late. You need to make this a habit in your career so that you're continually building influencer relationships that will eventually help you get where you want to go, will help you advance your career, will help you become an influencer in your own right. And that's what I want for you. That's what I want for all women. I want to see you advance I want to see you have the relationships you need to go to the next level, whatever level you desire. And it's all about influence. It's about you being able to leverage influencing skills, your innate ability to give to others in the area of connection that will get that ball rolling for you. I'm Lacey Shane. Wherever you are in the world, remember, you are all powerful.